Hey everybody, this is Brother Paxton. I'm coming to you from Thompsonville, Michigan today. Uh, today is April the 25th and uh, the governor has relaxed but extended uh, our lockdown order here in Michigan for the coronavirus uh, situation. But, however, I feel hopeful in my heart today because the Word of God will go forth no matter what circumstance befalls us. We have the Word of His mighty power. And I want to share this with you today. It may be a little bit longer uh, than our normal devotion, or I might just cut cut it devotionally sized and then come back again uh, and do a second part to this. But in 2 Chronicles chapter 7, guess what verse? Verse 14, you've heard me preach on this many times before. Here's what the Lord says. And, and I want you to hear this relative to what has just taken place in the world. Coronavirus. We've been locked down. We've had time for thought and for reflection from the Lord. He has afforded us this time to reconnoiter, if you will, and to realign our priorities in life. Listen to this verse. If my people, who are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray, and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land. Now I want to postulate two or three different thoughts here when we look first of all at turning from our wicked ways. There is a way outlined in this book that God has for us to serve Him. There's a proper way that God has outlined in this book for us to worship Him. There are guidelines for life that if we will follow them, we will not only find the will of God for our life, but we will stay in the will of God for our life. And the problem is that as life goes on for most of us, we find ourselves getting our priorities out of sync with God's. And we're busy. We're busy making a living. We're busy paying our bills. We're busy doing our thing. And I have to say, not to be negative, because the po this is a totally positive word from God. But at the same time, the negative is if we do not take a look at these things, then blessing doesn't come. Trouble comes instead. Now, I'm not talking about the virus. I'm talking about your life and mine. If we don't have our priorities in line with God's priorities... If we develop the attitude, and many Christians have today, church, please hear me, that I will worship God how I worship God, and God will accept and bless it. But that's not necessarily true. I will live for God how I live for God, and, and God understands, and He will bless it. That's not necessarily true. God has a way. He has a protocol, if you will, in the Scriptures. And you and I need to find and rediscover that once again in today's modern church because we've got all kinds of things that are competing in our life for our focus, for our attention, for our hearts. And God, our God, is a jealous God. He wants nothing else to capture my heart but Him. And so as we, as we contemplate that and think about that in light of what's taking place right now. You know, last week our governor here in Michigan, she relaxed 
some things. And I was noticing this morning, I was kind of caved up all weekend. We were watching a, a Perry Stone Prophecy Summit on demand. <clears throat> and um, so I come out this morning and I think, you know, I've got to get some devotions for my friends and my viewers. And I noticed how much more the traffic had increased again. That's not a bad thing. It's a good thing to open back up some. But I just wonder how many of us are just going to go back to our routines, to life as usual, but not have that proper niche for God to reclaim our hearts because we're going to go right back and we're going to get too busy. We're going to get... Uh, inundated with making a living. Uh, we, we're going to settle for second best instead of God's best. And so wicked ways, you know, I doubt if there's too many of you that are Christians and you really got saved, I doubt that too many of you drink alcohol. I'll just be honest with you. That's a, a phenomenon that I don't understand because Jesus delivered me from alcohol, man. He delivered me from drugs. I don't do that anymore because I'm born again. So, so let's just say alcohol, drugs, uh, those are all wicked things. Adultery is wicked. I doubt there's too many of you uh, that are really born again that are committing adultery. Wicked ways. But wicked ways is the recapturing of the believer's heart and it becomes a heart instead of given unto Jesus given over to idols, the idol of my career, the idol of making money, the idol of my speedboat, whatever the case might be. You can fill in the blank and the Holy Spirit will convict you if there's an idol in your heart. That's one reason why I don't subscribe to the prosperity message that's out there as it's being preached. God will bless us. He delights to bless his children. It's God that gives you the power to get wealth. But there's a reason for that. And there's a proper heart that the believer has to have in the midst of that acquiring. And so my hope and my prayer and my challenge for us, you know, after 9-11, America prayed, but America didn't repent. Sadly, even some Christians prayed they were scared. They didn't know what was going to happen. Similar to this coronavirus that we find ourselves in now, many people are just flat out afraid. And they don't know, is it coming back? Is it coming back stronger? Are we going to get locked down again? And nobody knows at this point. But you see, the good thing about this, God doesn't change. And His Word is still available to guide us and to strengthen us during this time. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm concerned that we might pray and we might be very sincere in that prayer. But do we repent, which means change, change our mind about it, think about it the way God thinks about it instead of our own way. I mean, when this is over, are those of you who call yourself Christians and, and you love Christ, but are you gonna go back to church? and stop doing your own thing and simply watching it on television? Are you going to gather with God's people in the prayer meetings now? I, you know, God wants us to have community. This is not going to be a situation that necessitates us socially distancing and isolating ourselves forever. That is not God. God's not going to do that. 
He's going to open this back up. But are we going to do what God commands us in His Word to do? Are we going to stop forsaking the assembling of ourselves together? Are we going to stop charting our own course and calling it following Jesus? Are, are we going to allow the Holy Spirit to take us back to the roots of Christianity? Or are we going to continue to take scriptures out of context, paste it all over our lifestyle, and think we're good? These are the type of things, my dear friends, today that I believe God wants us to consider while we're in this isolated situation. Because he said, if my people, he's talking to us. I mean, I don't know about you. Maybe you're watching me right now over television. Maybe you're not a Christian yet, but I believe that God is speaking to you right now. And you can be a Christian. You can follow Christ. But most of my audience that's been with me a while are believers already. And I'm... I'm calling out with a spirit of truth from the Word of God that we need to give less priority to the things of this life and more priority to the things of eternity. God will be pleased with that. Because you know what? At any moment, hasn't, hasn't coronavirus brought a realization to you that at any moment you, this all can stop? At any moment, I mean, I'm here today and gone tomorrow. You could step into eternity at any time, and you know what? You're not taking your boat with you. You're not taking your cars with you. You're not taking your bank accounts with you. You're going to leave all that behind. And so why have that my priority while I'm here instead of the one who saved my soul and that I'm going to get to fellowship with through all of eternity. But praise God, I can fellowship with Him now too. Church, I hope you hear my heart and what I'm saying. There, there's something more than this planet. There's something more than this journey that we're on. There is a destination. It's called heaven. It's called home. It's the homeland. It's the place where the saints will one day gather and spend eternity in the presence of the Lord. And so my motivation is to get into His way of doing things even right now. Nothing wrong, and of course we all need to pay our bills. There's nothing wrong with having things in life to enjoy. But don't let those things have you, and don't let that become the vision of your heart that you set your hand to in life. Set your hand to things that are eternal and things that matter, the souls of other people, helping other people, uh, reaching out and being in, an important help in someone's life today. That's what God's empowered us to do. And these are the things that sometimes get lost in the shuffle of everyday life as a Christian, in the, in the busyness, in the, in the, oh my goodness, what am I going to do if I lose this money? What am I going to do if I lose this? If I lose this house or this piece of property or this or this or these plans that I've had for 40 years, what am I going to do? I'll tell you what we're going to do. We're going to still be walking with Jesus. We're still going to be preaching the Word of God. We're still going to be reaching out to others who are hungry and giving them food and those who are sick and praying for them. We're going to march on because this place is not our home. Heaven is our home. And so you need to catch a vision during this time. Don't just pray. 
Pray, yes, that was the first thing on the list. But repent. Say, God, rearrange my heart today. Show me what's important. Show me what is important to you. And send me out there in your name to be a blessing. Blessed to be a blessing. I want to read the verse once again. Uh, this is going to be aired over television. And so I want you to hear again what God has said. If my people, 2 Chronicles 7.14, I'm reading today from the New King James Version. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves. First of all, we have to realize life is not just all about me. And I am here to do more than just gorge myself on the life I'm living. If, if my people will humble themselves, if they will pray, what, what do you mean pray? Pray that this goes away? Well, yeah. But also, Lord, what, what is your will in this? What are you trying to say through this? Is this a wake-up call from you? And of course, I believe that it is. And then he says, seek my face. Notice it doesn't say, seek my hand. It says, seek my face. We're busy seeking the hand of God. Bless me, bless me, bless me. Jesus said, we're the salt of the earth. And so we say, salt me, salt me. For what? So that you can have the flavor of the gospel for others. Not so that you can enjoy this blessing, that blessing, the other blessing. God will bless you. But why are we here? Why are, am I here to gorge myself on the pleasures of life and just one day die and go to heaven? Because if you believe in Jesus and you've received him into your heart, you're going to heaven. Are you taking anybody with you? Or are you just simply feasting on God's bountiful supply? But when he calls you to give account for your life, you're going to be weighed in the balance and found wanting in the area of service and of New Testament biblical Christianity. If my people call by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. We covered that. I started there. We must allow the Lord to demolish the idols of our hearts. Then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land. And that's my prayer today, is that we, as we turn to His ways, to His priorities, to His protocol, to the true worship of God in these days, I'm reminded of the old, old hymns of the church and how that those hymns focused on the majesty of Jesus. And it focused on heaven. It, it focused on the blood that saved our soul when God didn't have to do it. He didn't have to save us. He doesn't owe us a thing. He chose to do it because He loves us. Those old, old hymns, as opposed to some of the modern music, and I'm not... I mean, I, you know, you, those of you that know me know that I've worked with Christ, modern Christian rock artists and pop artists and all of that uh, in my life and ministry. But so much of the music is focused on me. 
I have, I am, I can be, I can do. There's a place for it, don't get me wrong. But do we really have God's priority and vision for the times that we're living in today? And above all, we don't want to respond in fear because, you know, I got I to gotta tell you this, coronavirus isn't the last thing that's going to happen, folks. We're in the last of the last days, and the Bible tells us there's going to be famine. There's going to be pestilence, earthquakes. There's going to be persecution against the gospel. All of these things that are going to happen, there's going to be people, even in your church, that are going to grow offended and bitter and angry and hateful in these last days unless they stick with the program and get back to where the heart is free of idols and thirsting and hungering after the righteousness of God. That's the safeguard right there. You don't have to be a statistic in the last days of those who fell away from the faith or who were offended and mad and all of this kind of stuff. You don't have to be part of that problem. You can be part of God's solution. And that's what I'm encouraging you to do today. And when we get to this place where we're walking with this in mind and asking God to change us and to fashion us into His image through the power of the Holy Spirit, that's when God hears those prayers. He said it. He said, then I will hear from heaven. That's when He hears the prayers. That's when He says, I will forgive their sin. And that is when He says, I will heal their land. If the church in America doesn't respond to this time of wake-up that God has allowed us to have, if we don't move, if we just rush back to life as usual, there will come no healing to this land. There will be no restoration of this land. And folks, I just shudder to think what's going to happen then. Because we're in the time of the birth pains right before the coming again of Messiah, Jesus Christ. We have to take the Word of God to heart. We have to follow Jesus and stop asking Him to follow us. We have to brace ourselves to put to death some of the desires that we've had, to watch them die. But in their place will be raised up the perfect will of God for our lives. That's what my prayer is for my fellow faithful believers during this time that we've been isolated and locked down, so to speak. Don't, don't waste this crisis. Don't waste this calamity. But rather, let God do a work in your heart and in your life and let Him prepare you to go out there in these times you know, one writer uh, the, that I was reading the other day calls them days of chaos. Man, I, I don't want to hide in the day of chaos. I want to run to where God is wanting to move and bless and save and heal and strengthen people. I want to be there as a frontliner. Let's develop that to, today. Let's begin to think about that. Just pray about that when this program is over. Just ask the Lord to make you a warrior a soldier in the end times army of the Lord. And you watch what God will do in your life. Soon, your focus won't be strictly on you all the time. Your focus will be on your neighbor and your family members and your co-workers 
and the guy across the street who needs you, who needs what you know, who needs what you have. And, and then you can actually be a part of the church instead of just hunting benefits all the time. You can actually be a part of the move of God that's rolling across the earth these days. So here's, here's the, the bad news. Coronavirus isn't the last thing that's ever going to happen for hundreds of years, and we're just going to go back to normal and then there'll be no more threat. I'm sorry, but that's not what the Bible says. This is just one of many signs, birth pains, days of sorrow. And as we get closer to the time of the return of Christ, those signs are going to happen more frequently and more intensely. So that's the bad news. Here's the good news. The good news is God has promised us deliverance. And he's promised us protection. And he's promised us blessing if we will walk his road. Amen? If, if you know, you're going through a bad time anyway, right? So don't take the road that's filled with uncertainty and filled with blasphemy and filled with selfishness. Take the road that's clearly marked out through the Word of God. And I'm talking about in your heart. And watch what God will do in your life. So as we close this telecast this week, let me share another passage here from chapter 7 of 2 Chronicles. Let's just start reading um, well at verse 21. Here's what the Lord says. And as for this house which is exalted, everyone who passed, passes by it will be astonished and say, why has the Lord done thus to this land and to this house? Then they will answer, because they forsook the Lord God of their fathers who brought them out of the land of Egypt and they embraced other gods and worshiped them and served them. Therefore, he has brought all this calamity on them. Okay, now that is not a testimony that you and I want to have. That's not a testimony that America really wants to have after all the gospel that we've sent around the world in two, three hundred years uh, sending this gospel around the world from little settlements, if you will, all over this country. And now people are coming up and they're saying, we've got a new and better way. And they're liberal and they're doing things that our forefathers would have rolled over in their graves if they knew it. They it would not only make them blush, it would make them burn with anger at some of what's being attempted in this nation today. Don't have the testimony, what, what is this wreck? What is this ruin? What is this situation here that's so ugly? Well, that was those who forsook the Lord and started serving other gods. And that starts on a personal level for you and me. Those who occupy the chair, the throne of our heart, if you will. And so I, as I close, I want to encourage you, let God purge your heart of idols. See the truth once again. Don't take and paper scriptures all over yourself, but really you're living like the devil himself for your own self. Selfishness, I, mine, me. But rather, when the Lord shows you these things, repent and seek his face. Cry out to him. 
and He will change your heart. And then you'll be able to see clearly from the Word what God has wanted for us all along. What God has wanted for each of us individually, and then what God has wanted for our nation. You know what God wants for America? He wants America to turn back to Him. He wants America to value life and marriage and home and church once again. And God wants America to be a light that will shine to this dark world that we live in today with the truth of the cross, the gospel of Jesus Christ. So my friends, I close with that. And I encourage you today, as you've taken your time to watch Brother Paxton here, let God change your heart in Jesus' name. So from Thompsonville, Michigan, this is Evangelist Len Paxton. It's April 25th of 2020. We are racing toward the second coming, saying, go with God. He will go with you. Be blessed.